0: What is up everybody? What is up? What's up? We have a new, new episode of the 3ND Podcast. I'm Mark King and I am flying solo today. Joe Walters has a uh, some stuff going on today, so it's just me today, but we still have a lot to talk about. The NBA is officially back. It has come back in full swing this weekend. There's so much that has happened. I just don't know what to do with myself. It's kind of like the uh, Ricky Bobby. You don't know, I don't know what to do with my hands. Uh, you know, we had Gordon Hayward go down for the year, Jeremy Lin go down for the year. Uh, just so much happening in the NBA. Uh, Lonzo Ball had his debut last night. He was a poo-poo in his debut. Debut uh, like three points, something like that. He had nine rebounds, which is great, but uh, it doesn't really help you out, I guess. So yeah, just a lot a lot of stuff to get to. So let's uh let's start like we always start. Let's talk about the NBA. Let's talk about some things that uh I thought were interesting over the past few days. Uh the the, the biggest thing coming from was uh the the debut of the NBA with the Houston Rockets and the Golden State Warriors. That was a inter- uh, really really impressive game uh by the Rockets and so uh with the Rockets, the way they play, the way they play just how fast they play and the amount of threes they put up. they never really out of this game. And so it was a really fun game to watch. Uh, I thought uh, that the Rockets were interesting again because Chris Paul still doesn't look like he fits. So that's really – I'm really interested to see how that goes over the next uh, few months or weeks, uh, just to really see how he, how he fits in with the Rockets. And so – It still doesn't really look like he fits, but uh, I know that, obviously, I'm always a fan of just putting the best players out there and just seeing what you get, so, you know, it's better than the opposite. It's better than not having anything at all, so we'll see how that goes, but with the Rockets, they shoot so many threes, they're never really out of it, they're never really down, even 15 points, you know, that can get you back in the game, That you know, that's that's four or five possessions for them, and they shoot so quickly that I don't think it even matters, so... That's uh you know down seventeen points for them or something like that is never, never going to be out of the game for them. So, I thought it was interesting the the way they came back. You know the Golden State Warriors had a chance to win it. Uh, Kevin Durant just barely missed the uh, the uh, the shot. So that was that was really interesting. Um, it's just so much to talk about. I, you know I want to get into a whole lot of things that we saw. Uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder play last night with uh, Carmelo and Paul George. They went and put a a whooping on the Knicks, and so that was that was fun to see. <laughs> Even though I think the Knicks are always going to be bad, but uh, you know that that was it, the NBA is back in full swing. Uh, Lon, Lon, uh, Lonzo all didn't have a great game last night. I still I said this in summer league to some people out in summer league, and they thought it was crazy. I said that uh, I didn't think that. Uh, Lonzo Ball was going to be – I thought he was going to be an average basketball player. I didn't think he was going to be great. I never thought he was going to be a good three-point shooter just because his shot is so – it's just so gross. So, uh, it doesn't look good at all. So, what, what that remains to be seen. Obviously, it's his first game as a rookie. He's no Dylan Brooks. I'll give him that. But, uh, you know, it, it, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Only time will tell for him. I think he has the passing ability to be a good point guard in the NBA, uh, to be um, – a good distributor and a good uh, a good floor, you know, I guess game manager, if you will. So, well, see, that remains to be seen. We'll see how that goes. But uh, uh, let's get to some Grizzlies stuff. Let's talk about the game that happened. That was just a wild game. There's just oh my gosh, so much stuff happened in the Grizzlies game um, on Wednesday against the Pelicans that I don't really know where to start. But let's, I want to start just, you know. There's going to be some things that we're going to have to talk about, obviously. I know it's, you know, the Chandler Parsons getting booed. Uh, we, I don't want to talk about it, but now it's a story, and so now we kind of have to talk about it. And, and you know, uh, I think the players made it a story more than anybody else, and the coaches made it a story more than anybody else. So, uh, But anyway, you know, I want to uh, look at the box score from that night. Uh, Grizzlies win, 103-91 to Pelicans. Um, you know, it was uh, the first half was – was mediocre. Marcusal didn't play a great first half. He um he really struggled and he got in foul trouble early, uh, or excuse me, about the middle of the second quarter. He had to he had to sit. And so, you know, the Grizzlies uh they still even the second half, they still tightened up their defense. They still came out and 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 did what they always did. And the only difference now was that the Grizzlies um now had an offense that was a little looked like a little more high powered and that same amount of defense. So, you know, you put your same amount of defense out there and you you have your, you know, your uh your offense to go along with it that's even more powerful than in the same amount of defense. So, like, you know, that that's always going to be better. You know, I, I wrote um some things down, you know, Jamaka Rain obviously went down with injury but let's just go through the box score. want to talk about uh, some guys that we like, some guys that did well, some guys that didn't do well. Um, so let's just start with Dylan Brooks. Oh, my gosh. Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks. Man, this, it's, it's, it, he he looks like a real NBA player. I, I, you know, Obviously, there are things to be seen what will happen. Uh, it's just the first game. We don't want to get overexcited. Like the rational person in me says, don't get excited. But the fan in me says, you should definitely get excited about Dylan Brooks. So I'm going to get excited. Uh, probably will get irrationally excited about Dylan Brooks, and that's fine. I don't care. Uh, still going to do it uh, but you know he he looked like a player on the court with other NBA players he, didn't, he honestly didn't really look like a rookie and so that's kind of what you, I mean that's what you want from from rookies you want look like you want them to look like they belong and so with him you know he didn't shoot the ball well from three like he did before but he did a lot of other things out on the court that were beneficial I mean he, he obviously had 19 points and Excuse me. He took 13 shots, but you know he doesn't. He didn't look like he took 13 shots. I mean, they come at They didn't come in a where he was just kind of like dominating the ball and, and shooting a bunch of shots that didn't matter. He was very efficient, seven for 13. Uh, he had five rebounds, four steals, two assists, two blocks. I mean, the kid had a huge stat line from that night. And then uh, you know, sunk 20 29 minutes into the game, which is impressive. Uh, for a rookie that, you know, we're just not used to seeing those kind of rookies get those type of of minutes. And so for him, you know, he looks like an NBA player. Um, We'll see what happens when he gets to the Warriors on Saturday night. He's got to guard Clay Thompson, but, you know, that will come in time. He's probably going to, you know, he's probably going to struggle, but you know what? Everybody else struggles to guard Clay Thompson in the NBA. So that's nothing, you know that's nothing new. You know you really want to you know we'll see what he gets to the teams that are probably in the the range that the Grizzlies are gonna probably be fighting for for those playoff spots if they are in that in that category at the end of the year. And so that's what you really want to look for because you know what everybody struggles to guard Clay Thompson. So I don't know if he's gonna score 19 points every night, but you know what if he does that'd be great because you, you got to have confidence come from somewhere. And so Dylan Brooks again he he only took three two he only took three. Two three pointers, excuse me, and he was zero for two, missed both. And the preseason he had, he made five for five. You know, so we know that he he obviously probably is a streaky shooter. He can sh- his shot looks good, but like I said, he he scored nineteen points and he he got you a lot of offense in a variety of ways. He created you know new possessions, getting steals. He did all the things that you know NBA player should do, a rotation player should do to get you buckets and and get you extra possessions. And so that's what's the most promising about Dylan Brooks is that he looks. He, he passes the eye test. We just were to, you know, if he didn't know anything about Dylan Brooks, other than that he played in the NBA and he wasn't, a, you know, you would never know that he was your second round 40, 45th pick of this year. So, um, so that's really, really promising to see for, about Dylan Brooks. Uh, Mario Chalmers looked, he looked good. I mean, he, 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 he struggled shooting all night and you know, that's, that's, Probably to be expected, um, coming back in his first real NBA game, he we we know he can you know we obviously know he can shoot the ball, but Mario Chalmers is uh, he did a lot of things that still helped the team out. Uh, you know, I mean at, he he still created possessions, he still got into little creases. I mean, he he had I think he had four five assists. Uh, we have four assists, uh, a couple of rebounds. So he still did things that mattered. So I I don't I'm, okay. I'm okay with him going. You know. They're gonna have bad shooting nights. I'm okay with him shooting one for nine. He did things that mattered. He did things that you wanted to see. So, I'm okay with Mario Chalmers, uh, you know, shooting nine shots. I'm okay with him missing eight of them. You know, you you can't make them if you don't take them. So, uh, we'll probably see him bounce back and, and and see him improve. And so, I'm okay with that because he he looked he looked like he belonged to the floor. He he didn't look like a guy coming off on Achilles injuries. I will put it that way. So he he definitely uh, did things out there. That were that were good, and the same thing with Tyreek Evans. He was four for twelve. He missed a lot of shots. Only had eleven points. But you know, in that first half, he really, really struggled. Um, he didn't look really look like himself, though. It, it was just it just didn't look right. And then the second half, he came in and he was running pick and roll with Mark. He was get really really getting into the basket. And you know, again, he didn't score a lot of points. He only scored eleven. He took a lot of shots. He wasn't super efficient. But he did things that you wanted him to do. He got to the basket a lot. He got to the basket at will, really, and he was able to, you know, penetrate, get to the basket, kick back out for an open three pointer or whatever it is, you know, allowing the offense to move more freely. And so you, he did a lot of things that you that I, I liked. You know, he there were some serious question marks come about him coming into this game and coming into this season. But he did things in, the, in that game that I really, I really, really liked. I thought he played the pick and roll really, really well with Mark, um, especially with Mark being able to shoot the three now. Um, that's a dangerous combination because you really have to respect Mark. You you know you can't really, you kind of have to go over the pick, and then you have to get back. You know you have to kind of sink back to to protect the drive for for Tyreek Evans. So that's a that's a very prop, the potentially lethal pick and roll with someone that can get to the basket that that easily. So. That was promising. He uh said he Mario Chalmers and Tariq Evans, you're not gonna see what you know, looking at the box score, you're not gonna see things that you're like, oh my gosh, they just did they killed it. But they did things that you liked even without the ball with the ball, you know, things that just don't, you know, you always say things that don't show up with the box score, you know, kind of a la Tony Allen did a lot of things that just sometimes didn't show up. But, um, they further offensively, they did a lot of things that just didn't show up. Um, but I liked it. I think they'll continue to improve and then we'll, we'll, we'll go from there. Um, Obviously, Jamichael Green only played four minutes. He uh, let's let's save him for for my whole own segment there. Um, Andrew Harrison, James Ennis uh, were pretty awful. Um, Andrew Harrison just wasn't good. I mean, I, I get why you start Andrew Harrison. You want him to be able to play the defense on. You know, he he played defense on Drew Holiday. I think most of the night. So. I get why you start him. You want him to play defense on Drew Holiday, give Mike Conley a rest so that Mike's more efficient on the offensive end. I get it, but he just wasn't good. He had two points, two rebounds. Um, You know, he he's one for six. He just didn't look. He didn't look good. You know, we talk about just talked about guys passing the eye test, and um, he wasn't one of them. So. You know him and, and James Ennis. James Ennis just you know he just didn't stand out. He didn't do anything. He played 18 minutes and Andrew, Andrew Harrison played 19 minutes. Those guys just didn't do anything. You know, Andrew, James Ennis just didn't do anything that that just said you know what? Yeah, he's he's you know he he deserves minutes on this this court. Um, you know, right now he's going to get minutes because of the injuries with with Macklemore and Seldon out. But James Ennis just looked okay. You know, I always say there's something to be said for not standing out just as much as there is for standing out and you know he just blended in really really well and just was just uh you know below average and so you really you know those type of you know those guys James Ennis especially he's going to have to step up he's going to have to score the points um you know you hope you you hope you get 19 points from Dylan Brooks every night but I don't think you're going to and so you really need you really need uh James Ennis to provide that uh more Uh, two-way player offense you need to you know you need him shooting shooting threes you need him uh going and and creating steals you need need him doing the things that Dylan Brooks did and so if you get both of that from both of them that's even better but um you you need more from James Ennis especially on a nightly basis uh especially with him starting you know he's going to have even more minutes now with you know for the next month now that Michael Green's you know kind of gone down so uh, Green or James Ennis is just gonna say so he's gonna have to step up. He's gonna have to play better. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Only time will tell from him. Um, the only other two players, let's see, that played. Excuse me, three players. Brandon Wright. <clears throat> excuse me. I thought Brandon Wright looked good. I thought I thought he I thought he played within himself. I thought he, uh, you know, really you know ran to the, the basket quite well. He played good, pretty good defense. Uh, it was five for seven, ten points uh before rebounds. You know, he did all the things I think you want him to do. 26 minutes. Uh, you know, he he was effective, uh, he was efficient, and you know, he you know Brandon Wright playing within himself and knowing what his capabilities are are, are is the best Brandon Wright. So I think he didn't I think he played well. I think he played exactly like he wanted him to play. Uh Drill Martin is another one of those players I would group in with Andrew Harrison. He just didn't look he just didn't look good. You know he five fouls four turnovers uh you know he's really struggled on defense obviously anybody you know a lot of most people struggle on defense against or against anthony davis and demarcus cousins but he, man he he really struggled um and then you know the good th- thing about it is if, if you're struggling on defense you know sometimes you can make up for that when you are better on offense if you're providing an offensive lift to the team but he just wasn't he, he just didn't do anything and so um Fisdell's already come out and said that he's going to be starting on Saturday versus the Warriors, so this is going to be a pretty big test for him to see what he can do. Um, And then, you know what, Deontay Davis didn't even get into the game. Deontay Davis, who I've said since Summer League, just doesn't look good. Like He doesn't look like an NBA player at all. He looks like he's scared. He looks like he's scared to do anything out there. So in a game that was, you know, you know should have had some garbage time in there it wasn't you know it wasn't down to the wire but it wasn't they weren't by 20 either um you know in a game where Jermichael Green went down four minutes into the game and you know you had two bigs out there that were you know had some serious sides to them, and anthony davis demarcus cousins, DeMarcus cousins and Deontay davis didn't even didn't even get a chance and so i think that's very telling to see just how much i guess Fizdale probably doesn't like him or doesn't trust him. So um, it's definitely interesting to see how it will go from here. Jamacho Green is out. Jamacho Green is out for probably three to four weeks. I'd probably say more on the four to five. He's got a high ankle sprain. And so that those things are really tricky. Um, I've had them myself. They really, they're really a pain in the ass because – they just linger, you know, this is really, it's just really hard to get rid of them if you don't take care of them properly. And so if they bring them back too quick, you know, they could, it could come back. And so sprains are just really tricky because you have to take care of them the first time you have to really allow them to heal or you're going to just continually sit out. And so we'll see how that goes. I would probably err on the side of four to five weeks for Jermichael Marine, you know, a good solid month, maybe a little over a month. So, um, you know, the Grizzles gonna have serious uh, you know rotation with the bigs. It's gonna be a lot of small ball. You're gonna see a lot of uh, probably James Ennis at the four, Terrell Martin at the four, Chandler Parsons is gonna be obviously at the four a lot. So, you know, Brandon Wright, if if Deontay Davis isn't getting in the game, then Brandon Wright is, is your only actual other true big guy, you know, so um that's, that's tough to see. So, we'll, Michael Green, obviously, you really need him. He, you know, he's obviously got re-signed in the offseason. He's a part of your future. So, um, what he does in, in the future is, is really important for this franchise. So, I think, you know, getting him back healthy, obviously taking their time, getting him back right the first time is, is very, very crucial. So, we'll see how they handle it. I think they'll – they, um, hopefully they, they, they handle correctly, and I think they will. So, because you need him long-term. But through short term, you know what they're doing right now. How the rotation looks, you know, on Saturday is going to be. It's going to be tricky. I mean, the Warriors—they they pull out a small ball anyway. They don't—they don't have a traditional, uh, you know, play a couple of traditional traditional bigs anyway. But you have teams that do. Um, so yeah, you know you, that's just one of those things where again, James Ennis is going to have you to—he's know, going to have to guard bigger guys. He's going to have to step up. And then you know Jarrell Martin, same thing. So you you know the Grizzlies backup power forward spot and or just the four spot in general is it is uh, very tricky it does not look at the moment it does not look good it looks like a, a, a very vulnerable weakness that they can get be exploited in you know on a nightly basis and so we'll see how that goes I mean I don't I don't know how it's going to go uh, it, it, it really depends on Drell Martin you know his is a guy that we thought was going to be waived it's just a few weeks ago literally played himself into, you know, played himself into a roster spot through preseason, and then, you know, he's going to get his chance. He's going to get all the chances in the world over the next month to see if he's a real NBA player or not. And I think we'll know by the end of November whether Darrell Martin belongs in the NBA or not. I, I've said it before, I don't I don't think he does. I don't think he, you know, he might, but I just, I just I've just. i never seen anything from Darrell Martin that makes me say, you know what, yes, he's an NBA player. I mean, he he has very few flashes. Um, you know, I think he has a, a couple NBA skills more than Wade Baldwin. Wade Baldwin has zero NBA skills, which is why Wade Baldwin got cut and Drell Martin didn't. But I just don't know how those t- translate. I think Drell Martin has to develop a three point shot, or he doesn't really fit uh, w- what they're trying to do. So. I, I don't know. We're gonna we're we're gonna find out very quickly whether Drew Martin belongs on this team or not. And um, you know, he, he might be one of those guys that you start shopping after November. That you know, he runs. That he's just not going to give you anything more than what he already has, which is two three, or two, three points a game and five fouls and and you know, five six fouls. So. For me, you know, he's a guy that you might look to start shopping sooner rather than later, and see what you can get for him, and then and move on. And so, you know, you are obviously going to have to keep him. You are going to need him for the for the short term for with Jermichael Green um, being out. And so, you know, the Grizzlies are going to have to be very creative on their lineups and, and and their the way they the way they play the game and the way they play the four spot. So we'll, we'll see going forward. So you know that I think that's every everything except for Chandler Parsons. So let's. I want to talk about this for a minute. Obviously, Chandler Parsons. It was a very weird situation. I was, I was in the, I was in the arena the first time it happened. The people started, you know, it was kind of a smattering of booze. It was just, it was weird. You know, it was, it was, it was definitely strange. Um, And so, it to. For, for just Chandler Parsons' play on the court, I didn't think it was terrible. I mean, he, you know, he only had six points. He was one for five from the three point or one for five from the free throw, which is a guy who typically makes most of his free throws. I mean, he's a pretty good, pretty good free throw shooter. And so, you know, if he goes even four for five, you know, you're looking at, you know, 10 points. You're looking at double digital scoring. And we're not having this conversation. We're going, oh, you know what? He has ten points. I mean, that that's pretty good. Uh, he he did what we thought. You know, we always thought we said he wanted to have twelve to thirteen to fourteen points. You know, per game. You know, we think that's 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 good. You know, and so it is kind of skewed. But you know, he he was two for two. You know, the two baskets he did shoot. You know, he had a three. He had a. Uh, he hit the hit the layup under the basket i mean the things that he did do he did well i mean that he had a sequence his best sequence i've seen since he's been in the grizzlies when he hit that three played you know really good defense on anthony davis uh created another possession set mike up for a, a, a three that he, it didn't go in but he you know he had you know he set him up and so you know i thought chandler parsons played well i, I really did i mean all things considered i know that We're talking – we've been talking more about the Chandler Parsons and the fans and the the reaction and all that stuff. And, you know, it's been talked on a national level because Chandler Parsons is the most famous player on this team. But, I mean, all that aside, I thought he played well. I thought thought he did what he – he did better and more than he's ever done in a Grizzlies uniform. So it is encouraging. It's encouraging to see – and it's his first game. It's encouraging to see how he's going to do in the next, you know, a couple months in advance. And so we'll see if his body can – you know, if his body can – you know, hold up if it's, you know, cause it's, it's, let's just be honest, It's not his fault. He got hurt. It's not, it's not like he wants to be hurt. Um, if, if he had all, you know, it's, it's, it's like, you know, if you, if you win and uh, you, you were at your job and you got offered, you know, $50,000 more to go to a new job and you went to that new job because you know what, everybody goes, if you're going to make more money, you're going to go to a new job. And so, you take that new job, and then you know what? You fall, and you hurt, and there's, you do something where you can't work anymore. And you get workman's comp because you continue to get paid. And then for two and a half years, you basically continue to get paid, but you don't do anything. You don't work. You don't do anything. You don't go to work because you know what? You just can't. You can't because you're hurt. You can't because your leg's broke or whatever it is. You, you just can't do anything. And that's like your boss coming in and saying, you know what? I can't believe you're doing this to me. I can't believe you're getting workman's comp. You're not worth it. You're not worth it. You're just coming here stealing money from me. That's what this is like. That's what fans coming in and saying that Chandler Parsons stole money from the, the, the fans and stole money from the franchise and booing him. That's what that's like. You realize that, right? That this is the exact same thing. And you know what? People are just people. And I understand Chandler Parsons was really pissed off uh, after the game that night. You could tell. In the locker room, he wasn't happy. And the other players, they weren't happy. And so it's frustrating It's frustrating because most Grizzlies fans say, you know what, I want the Grizzlies to be good. I want them to be as good as they possibly can. Then you should want Chandler Parsons to be good. You should support him no matter what. When he misses free throws, booing him is only going to make it worse. Booing him is only going to make him have less confidence than he already has. So you're not helping at all. If you really want the Grizzlies to be a good team, if you really want the Grizzlies to succeed, and if you really want Chandler Parsons to succeed, then stop booing him. That doesn't help anything at all. If The only thing it helps is just making you look bad. It makes you look like some guy is screaming, at an NBA player because he got hurt, because he did something that was completely out of his control. That's crazy. Like that's insane to me. So if you're a fan that's booing Chandler Parsons, just stop. It doesn't make any sense. It makes you look like a book, it looks you look like an idiot. It makes you look dumb. Because you know what? It's not his fault. And and if you were in the same situation as Chandler Parsons, guess what? You would be making the same amount of money. You would have taken the same contract. You would have signed it on the spot. And you know what? we all would have done the same thing everybody so don't get on Chandler Parsons ass about stealing money from the franchise if I see that comment one more time I just it makes me want to just go crazy because he's not stealing anything he just signed the contract he was given if you want to be mad be mad at Chris Wallace or be mad at who you know the front office because they gave him the contract because your anger is very misguided it's not Chandler's fault it's not it's it's not his fault that he that he has bad knee you know that he has three knee surgeries in two years, that's, that's tough to do. That's tough to come back from no matter what. So don't be mad at him. Your anger is very misguided. Be mad at someone else. And you know what? Given the circumstances, going back and when they signed that contract, I would have done the same thing. Right now, knowing what I know right now, going back those before they signed that fr- their free agent contract, I would have done the same thing right now. Because you know what? That is the best guy available in that position. Whenever the Grizzlies went out and said, we need a wing that can score buckets, he was the top on the list of every free agent draft board, every free agent from ESPN to, uh, to Grizzly Rule, everybody. He was the best one. And so they signed him. They, they did exactly what everybody screamed for them to do. They, everybody screamed for them to go out and get the best player, and they did that. And now, you know, yeah, bad luck happened. They probably had me. Maybe you could say they had should have a better medical team, and I probably didn't agree with that because I've been on their case for the past however long this podcast has been in existence. I've bagged on the front office every time because I don't think they're very good. So maybe they should have a better medical team. I don't know. But they did exactly what we all screamed for them to do, was go out and get the best player available, and they did that. And you know it hasn't really worked out to this point. It hasn't really you know, done anything for the Grizzlies, unfortunately. Um, but that's that's no fault. To, that's no that's not Chandler Parsons' fault, um, and he's just doing the best he can. So booing him it only makes it worse. Um, so I, I would say to those people, you know, really think about w- w- what you're doing next time you're in the, <laughs> you're in that position. You know, if you want to boo Chris Wallace, boo Chris Wallace. But Chandler Parsons, you know. If you really want him to be good, if you really want the Grizzlies to be good, if you really want this team to succeed, you're only making it worse. Making it, you know, you're just killing his confidence even more because yeah, he's probably really physically limited, but having a having not a whole lot of confidence when you're out on the court, it, it that has to be playing into this as well. I mean, you know, he he just you know moosing free throws is, is is a confidence thing. This is a guy that's this shot. Thousands of free throws in his life. I mean, missing free throws is just a confidence thing. So, if you're out there and you're booing him, it's only going to make it worse. You're only just, you're only uh, making his confidence go just just killing it even worse. And you're just creating a vibe between the players and the fans that doesn't need to be there. So, that I, I'm I'm that's all I'm going to say about that. Again, if you're booing him, it's a bad look. It's a bad look. Then it'll be a bad look. Whatever. So, I would encourage everybody on Saturday to. You know, really, really stand behind them. Obviously, and get behind our players. That's what what's why we're fans. We're fans because we enjoy the team. We're fans because we enjoy the players and going out and watching basketball games. So, you know, get behind the team like you should, and uh, go out there and support your team. That's that's really what being a fan is all about. Um, and speaking of Saturday, let's look at the Warriors. Let's try to, I guess, get an idea of what they're going to do. Um, you know, the Warriors are. Uh Draymond Green did get hurt, but I do think he is back gonna be back tonight against the Pelicans. So <clears throat> that'll be interesting to see. Um uh, if he does come back or not, he uh I can't remember. I don't know exactly what he what happened to him. Um but the the Warriors only played, you know, like they're only played nine or ten players. Obviously, the most of their minutes are coming with Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Stephen Curry, and then if Draymond Green comes back, you know, they're you know you know, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, they're going to play 30, 35 minutes, 30, maybe 40 minutes a, a night. So um, you know, their back, their bench is Nick Young, they have Patrick McCall, Sean Livingston and Jordan Bell. That's kind of their bench, their their bench. Their backup bigs are David West, Arme Kapry. So uh Caspi was hurt at 1.2, but I think, you know, he obviously played um that first night. So he was obviously obviously uh, not too hurt. Uh Jordan Bell is their rookie that they drafted this year. I really liked Jordan Bell, so we'll see how that goes. Uh he did get you know, minutes in the first game. It wasn't a lot of minutes. He got eleven minutes, scored eight points, so we'll see how that goes. But again, the you know, they're all their it comes with stopping the the the, the big four, those those the, that team with Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. Um, you know, I would imagine you'll see Andrew Harrison on Clay Thompson, Mike Conley on Steph Curry. Uh God help us, I don't know who's gonna guard guard Kevin Durant. I, I would assume. James Ennis, uh, and then you know Jarrell Martin's gonna be on Draymond Green if he if he plays. So you know that that doesn't make you all that comfortable knowing that Andrew Harrison and and James Ennis are gonna be the ones guarding Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson or some variation of the two. Or um, that's tough. You know that's very tough. You know they have Zaza Pachulia as is their starting big. So you know obviously Mark would probably benefit from that matchup on the offensive end I would be curious to see how they they guard Mark on the on the defensive end I I I would imagine they would keep Zaza on them but you never know Um, they might switch Draymond on Mark just to see if you know they could probably try to stop him a little bit more so uh but you know Draymond's a force to be reckoned with he he does everything (laughs) he had uh 11 rebounds 13 assists and nine points in their first game I mean he does everything so the Grizzlies are going to really struggle in their first unit they're going to really struggle in their first unit and and guarding those type of players. And I don't even know if you, you know, if you have someone maybe like, I don't don't know if you bring Tyreek in to try to great, you know, someone bigger to try to guard Kevin Durant. I I don't know. I mean, they're they're They have serious problems very quickly. Just looking at just on paper, they have, they're going to have serious problems with Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant and, and, and playing, you know, being able to stop them uh, just even remotely. So, I don't imagine it goes too well for the Grizzlies on Saturday. I hate to be the guy, guy that doesn't uh, believe in the Grizzlies. i just being realistic. I just don't think it goes well. Um, you know, obviously, the Grizzlies have surprised us. Let's hope they do. Uh, but then you have people like Nick Young and Patrick McCall and Sean Livingston and Jordan Bell and David West coming off the bench. And then if Andre Iguodala is uh, not hurt, he is hurt. He did not play in the first game. He has been hurt so who knows if he's going to play if you have Andre someone like Andre Iguodala and then he's in there too I mean then that's even even the benches you know Nick Young can go out and get buckets easily he can you know he's not very good on defense but he can score the ball really really well and really really easily uh if he's hot from three-pointer from the from from behind the arc then you know he's gonna he's gonna continue to shoot the ball and he will shoot it every time he gets a chance and he makes a lot so we'll we'll see how that goes um you know, Sean Levinson's a really good backup, a uh, really good backup point guard. You know, it doesn't really shoot the ball that well, but um, he 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 manages the game well. I mean, he's a really good backup point guard. So it's not like he's just some kind of he's just some chump out there that doesn't deserve attention. So uh, I do think you know Mario Chalmers will probably have a little bit of the edge of getting to you know of of on offense. You know, if it's the same Mario Chalmers we saw in the preseason, but that remains to be seen. So. There's 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 more questions than we have answers at the moment. And so um and then you know you have Jordan Bell. I don't you know you don't you never know what he's gonna do. He's a rookie, you never know what's gonna happen. So um I think the Grizzlies, their their best shot at at for the for their best shot for the Warriors is getting buckets on the second unit. And their best shot is getting buckets and kind of staying in the game when the you know when Clay Thompson and those guys aren't on the floor, but you know from I think that Clay Thompson and like they they keep one of the two of those guys on the, try to keep one or two of those guys on the floor like almost all the time. So it's kind of what the Grizzlies try to do with try to do with Mike and Mark. They haven't really done it this year. You know they haven't done it the first game, but they really probably gonna have to keep Mike and Mark on the floor like. At, at, at most all, I mean, it's as, as much as you can, like at least have one of those guys out there all the time so that they're trying, you know, Mark and Mike are out there directing traffic and they're out there kind of managing the game. And so we'll see, you know, we'll, you know I'll be really interested to see how well Tyreek Evans plays against their backup, you know, their backups and same thing for, for Mario Chalmers. And, and then obviously Dylan Brooks, you know, this is obviously a test for him. He's going to be coming in and uh, you know, he's going to be probably matched up against, you know, maybe Nick Young. And so, you this is this is a test to see how well you know you stops people that can get hot or he can you know get you know continue to get his shots up. So there's still a lot of questions because there's so much uh, about this roster that we just don't know. We don't know if we're gonna have you know Dylan Brooks every night scoring 19 points. I would love it, but I don't know if that's gonna happen. We don't don't know if Tyreek Evans is gonna be able to get to the basket against every single team. You know the Pelicans are just crappy. They're not you're just not very good at, at playing basketball, especially their their bench. I mean that. Before this, before the second half, they had like eight points total from their bench, maybe eight or five or eight points. It was just it was pathetic. So you know you have to take the what they did on Wednesday with a, with a grain of salt, and so we'll we'll really continue to see what happens uh, on Saturday. So we'll we'll know more. I think we'll know more by Tuesday because Monday they have the the Rockets, another really good team, and so we're gonna know, we're gonna know a lot more on Tuesday uh what this team is capable of but um it it for the for the very short future it does not look too great i mean they got the they got the rockets on monday next Wednesday they got they have to play the rockets in dallas four times between next week now and next week so they have the rockets dallas back to back and the rockets again so god this time next week uh we we'll, we will know or this you know Saturday of next week we will know for sure you know they could they could they could really be sitting at, you know, one and five, or, um, I don't this it could not, it could not be good, you know, but then you have, you know, then you have some teams you could probably rattle off some wins against. So this team has this, this next week is a really tough week for them, but we'll, we'll be able to see kind of what more, what, what the Grizzlies rotation, you know, solid rotation looks like, who's able to play, you know, kind of on a nightly basis. And we'll, uh, we'll find out. We'll definitely know more. Obviously we will, we want to get to that point as quickly as possible where Dylan Brooks has scored 19 points every night, but I just don't know if that's possible. So, uh, but anyway, that's it. That's it for, for this episode today. I know it was a solo episode. Just hearing me talk the entire time. It's probably not the most fun, but that is where we're at. And so we wanted to talk about the, you know, the game, uh, where, where kind of where we're at, what we thought or what I thought. And, uh, we'll be back probably next week with a new episode. We'll hop the, Hopefully have a, a preview episode for the Rockets coming up on Monday. And so just uh, just stay tuned. If you want to follow me, follow me at King underscore Producer. I'm on Twitter. Uh, you can hit me up about anything. Uh, ask questions, talk talk basketball there. Um, but other than that, you know, just, just follow the podcast at 3 Pod. Go sign up on iTunes. Make sure you subscribe. You know, five-star reviews only. We'll delete the ones that we don't like. I don't know if we can do that, but we'll find a way. If not, see you next week.